This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. This is Zeke Zelker, fantastic, critically acclaimed and award-winning filmmaker, entrepreneur, has a very different different approach to his craft, which he calls the Cine Experiences. His projects just don't simply entertain. They actually attempt to try to engage you as an audience to become part of the story. Uh, From producing the first transmedia project, which we'll talk about uh, at Sundance, to writing, directing, producing the seventh, listen to this, listeners, seventh most viewed drama on Hulu, Zeke continues to push the boundaries of storytelling. He's been kind enough to sit down with us today to share his wisdom to see if we can learn something from our from his perspective for, to do better marketing for ourselves. But yes, please take us deep into your process because I'm just so anxious to learn so much from you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Billboard is um, what we call a cinema experience. Uh, it, the, the term that was originally coined was transmedia by Henry Jenkins at MIT. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned from with Henry. Um, I actually taught the, first, the second transmedia class uh, at oh. Lehigh University. Yes, you, you uh, teach Henry, classes there at Lehigh, yes? Yeah, yeah oh, wow. on, on occasion. And uh, believe it or not, in the business program, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. So, um, um, so the interesting thing about transmedia is you're telling different parts of the story on different media. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Billboard, we first created a virtual radio station, WTYT 960, okay. um, where bands from all over the world uh, upload their music. They create a profile uh, by aggregating their social media. Okay. Now, the reason that I built it this way was because you know we're pulling in Facebook feeds, Instagram feeds, Twitter feeds, and so whenever um, you know a band you know up or uh, changes something on social media, it's going to ping our site. Okay. So our SEO is generally through the roof because of that of how I built this thing in the back end. Mm. So the bands then also uh, become eligible to be, you know, we would then license the music of the bands, that, the music that we want to use for the for our content. Mm-hmm. We license that from those bands then. Gotcha. Um, and so we created WTYT960 as the very first, um, you know, part of this project. And we also hold, you know, contests for these bands uh, where we act, we host live events. So people that go to these live events are, start to become aware that they're a part of something bigger than what they're experiencing now. Got it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're now experiencing, you know, part of the the, the uh, sin experience. Mm-hmm. So Billboard is also. So we told the, the story from two different points of view. The first point of view is a web series that focuses on the four people living on a billboard uh, through the story vehicle of a live uh, feed that is solar powered. So we very rarely leave that billboard for the web series. Okay. okay? And so that's the struggle um, of the of these four people living on a billboard, uh-huh. their daily lives, mm-hmm. you know, the, the crazy things that they have to endure. Mm-hmm. And then the feature-length film that goes into theaters on April 5th is about the radio station, WTYT960, that's hosting the Billboard Sitting Contest. Gotcha. So that focuses more on the radio station, and um, this gentleman, Casey Lindyweiler, inherits the radio station from his father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're playing with legacy. We're dealing with the idea of, um, of you know, like, in a big way, legacy, but also, um, you know, what do you do? What's your exit strategy? <laughs> you know, and there there wasn't one obviously. So he inherited this thing, didn't know the first thing about running a radio station, mm-hmm. and so it's about it's a lot about entrepreneurism oh, and a matter of like how you struggle to succeed mm-hmm. and all those things that start to become stacked up against a little guy. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to you know, tread water? Um, and so ultimately, you know, the the, you know, the press picks up on various things, and 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 you know, social media starts to gang up on him, and so he has to decide on, on how to figure this whole thing out. Interesting. Uh, so it's a big play on these sorts of things, but all throughout the process, 
we've enabled the audience to become involved with it. Like one of our casting vehicles was people were able to create uh, profiles on WTYT 960 uh, where they would upload a video stating why they feel they'd be a great Billboard City contestant. We aggregated their social media. Uh-huh. And then oh, the people with the most uh, votes would uh, get cut into the film. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, 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 we, so we're always playing with this idea that the audience should be a part of what mm-hmm. we're doing, mm-hmm. that, that the audience is part of our creation, not the end result of our creation. Interesting. They are fully integrated in the process of the creation. And in some senses, it's like as you're doing that, you are actually giving proof of concept to the idea by Correct. the traction that you're able to create in terms of the audience responses. And it's also serving in this sort of crowdsourcing kind of co-creation kind of model that's creating this inexperience. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Also, too, is, is I was telling, you know, speaking earlier, matter, matter of the idea of, like, we create early cash flow for all of our projects. And so the only way that we could really do that is uh, that we can prove that we have audience. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can prove that you have audience is if you actually create a way to drive audience early on. Mm-hmm. So these thousand bands, you know, have well over, you know, 10 million fans collectively. Mm-hmm. You know, so early on, the APIs of uh, social media were open, so we were able to market directly to them. But now, obviously, they mm. closed them all down. Now we have to pay for it. Right, um, right. But at the same time, you know, we do have a, a pretty big audience that we can tap into. Uh, it's just a matter of, like, how much resources do we have to be able to allocate to be able to do it. Gotcha. And uh, so, but there is a direct channel, though, as, the, as you were developing WTYT 960, the virtual radio uh, sort of portion of the project, you were literally creating the audience for the film. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and also too is like we created this thing in in a way that uh, you know that each piece markets the whole. And mm-hmm. each piece markets the other piece. Got it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's kind of like a, a 360 sort of uh, of uh, point of it's a 360 way of marketing what you're doing. Gotcha. Uh, and also too is like we have fun. So like when we're in theaters, you know, uh, periodically we're going to run around and our DJ is going to hand out free stuff, based mm-hmm. off the content. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and we, you know we created this um, this tabloid that we're leaving around as a marketing tool. Um, you know, so we're doing some some fun things in terms of marketing of it. That are very untraditional mm-hmm. uh, because I feel like you know the, the the traditional aspect of it is pretty staid, mm. and it's a matter of like shaking shit up and, and trying to <laughs> to you know move forward to some more interesting stuff. I love that. I love the I love the technical term shaking shit up, man. Uh, <laughs> that's that is fantastic. Uh, and I, what I really I love this because the idea is so is so powerful. It's like here we're going to start with the virtual radio, then we're going to like modify, tweak, co-create into the web series, and, and on April fifth we're going to actually give the full experience in terms of the film. I mean, I I love that. And is there anything after that third prong or is it, is it, how how do you know when your project's done? Is it, could it go into like five, six, seven, eight different instantiations of what you're doing? You let it just organically just happen or how do you? No, 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 no. So I ideated the entire project uh, 10 years ago. I literally drew it out on a, on a, on a roll of craft paper and I've not deviated from that whatsoever. Interesting. Um, So, you know, so I literally, and the the interesting thing about it was I'm, I'm very floored that we're able to do it all Mm -hmm. Uh, because we didn't know if any of this stuff was going to work. We really Mm -hmm. didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it worked, and it's been successful, thank God. And it's just like it's like you kind of have the oh wow moment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be creating this way from here on out. Gotcha. Uh, because I learned so much, and again, it, this has been a big R and D experiment. So it's almost like you know using all these things that worked and didn't work and mm-hmm. carrying them on to the next project. I, lo- I love the idea, Zeke. How do you? Because it's interesting, right? Because you're gonna. This is fantastic stuff. You blow up, and then other people are going to start copying your process, or at least trying to copy your I would process. Love them too. Yeah, I, I do. I, yeah, I do have a process. 
process upon you know my company i dream machine is my production company mm-hmm. but i I've, I've actually i share with people on there uh, the four phases of creation okay because you had asked what was the la- what was what what happens after the theatrical release mm-hmm. and so I firmly believe that us as creatives and us um, entertainers have to reward your audience in some way right and so because the thing is like it's like you can take take and take and if the only reward is the content that you create it could it could feel a little hollow mm-hmm. and so my thing is is that is that we're going to be rewarding the audience in different ways like mm-hmm. through different pop-up events like giving out rewards and all that kind of fun jazz Mm-hmm. And so, and so that the audience feels that they're a part of something bigger than self mm-hmm. that we can then take along for the next for the for the next ride. Wow! And so, just to make sure, because I don't know if the, the, when you would describe phases of creation here, Zeke, if you were referring back to the original uh, evoke emotions, inspire ideas, get people to think, was that part of this analysis, or are these a, a, a different list of this these phases yeah, of creation? Yeah, actually a different list. Okay, so t- t- please yeah, tell sure, us about so. it, dude. I'm just listen. Let me tell you, I'm in, I'm in class right now. Okay, I- I'm loving this, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take your class at Lehigh. Um, uh, this is fantastic. Drop some more knowledge on me. Tell me about these four phases of creation. Absolutely. So, so the the first phase is um, basically we call it ignite. So you create a website. You try and um, not necessarily a website, but you bring all your resources together and mm-hmm. try and figure out on what you want to create. Okay, that could be the script. That could be you know uh, if you if you're a fine artist, you know the body of work that you want to create. If you're a musician mm-hmm. uh, or a band, what album do you want to create? Mm-hmm. So then, so then you know you could basically position that. And so it's generally through the starting of, of some sort of interactive website um, and um, you know, where you start to figure out how much resources you're going to need and also have people think creatively about how to get those resources. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that not everything costs money. <laughs> uh, you just need to find people that have things that you might need mm-hmm. right? and be flexible with them, be honest with them. Mm-hmm. So then the second phase is a matter of sharing short-form content mm-hmm. uh, about the creation or another aspect of what is going on like through the, through the throughout the creative process. Okay. Um, and people being disciplined to do that because the interesting thing is, is that's where you start to build audience. Oh. Uh, and, we, and we learned this from what we were doing with, with Bill Ward. Mm-hmm. And so by sharing that short-form content, you start to build your social network. Um, you're then providing content for your, your audience. Um, and so you're carrying them along the way of this, of this story, mm-hmm. you know, of your journey. Gotcha. So the third phase then is the main event, whether it be you <laughs> know, the feature film or whether it be you know, your, your gallery showing or whether it be you know, your, your release party for your for your. CD mm-hmm. band, mm-hmm. Uh, if they still have CDs. Uh, and then, <laughs> right. And then, and then uh, the third phase is reward. You, mm-hmm. So you reward your audience in some way for them to be associated with this. So you're, you're, collecting, you're collecting data throughout this entire process. Interesting. Um, Interesting. You're collecting audience throughout this entire process. So then after you're done with it and you reward your audience, you then have that entire audience that you can take on to your next project. Wow. I look at the long tail of things. I don't believe filmmaking is a lottery. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> want to go to Sundance or, you know, sell their film for millions of dollars at a major film festival, yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's a lottery. Literally, right. there's very few people that get that opportunity. So you mm-hmm. have to look at it from the long tail mm-hmm. where I want to have income coming in from multiple projects over the course of time, Got it. not just have one, one big chunk and then you know, that's all I have. Got it, got it. And so this, this more strategic approach, Zeke, is, I love this. You're applying like long-term approach, strategy, a structure, and sort of business discipline, but with a very kind of uh, well-versed analysis that allows you to not necessarily 
uh, put up any arbitrary bounds on the creative process. You're just facilitating kind of an approach that has the outcome of creating this cine experience in your in your words. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so and so it's not, it's not limiting uh, creatives by any means. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of having them think differently. Mm-hmm. Because what I found is that a lot of uh, creatives, a lot of um, you know filmmakers, musicians, and and so forth, do not really think about the business side of mm-hmm. things early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try and get them thinking about it very early on, so that they can then um, find success. Because you only really understand what your success rate is unless you want, you know, unless you know where your money is going or where it's coming from. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur by heart, um, and it's just a matter of, like, instilling this kind of ideas in other filmmakers and other, and other creatives so that they start to look at things as more of a business so that they can, you know, basically sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. The problem with our society today mm-hmm. is there's not a sustainable creative class. Got it. Mm-hmm. At all. Mm-hmm. But you see, like, you know, the, the federal government constantly wants to cut NEA. Mm-hmm. You know, more and more... Artists and organizations are trying to go after, um, you know, corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not, um, you know, you don't have the, um, you know, the whole idea of, uh, you know, people giving massive amounts of money to, like, a, a, a plethora of artists. They generally give it to an organization. Right. Uh, so, the, so, so, but the problem with that, then, is a matter of, like, it doesn't easily trickle down. So it's, it's, it's almost a matter of, like, trying to figure out a way to create the creative class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we can, one, is, is sustain our culture. Uh, because, you know, without art, there's no culture. And it's a matter of, like, really trying to figure out a way to sustain artists so that they can, they can keep going. Wow. Very exciting. Zeke, what's, what's coming up uh, next for you? Um, I have a project that I'm working on um, uh, throughout all this chaos. I'm still creating other stuff. Um, <laughs> is that it's, it's a project called Love Here After, mm-hmm. uh, and it's my version of a love story that takes place in Washington, D.C. Oh, wow. Um, it's about a child advocate attorney falling in love with a uh, ballerina oh, from wow. a ballet that I wrote called Love Decide. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a matter of breaking down the barriers of your past to trust wow. and fall in love. Very. Uh, so I wrote a ballet that mm-hmm. we're going to mount separately from this. There's a whole you know, book of poetry, so I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> like still producing in this in this in this wow. boy world kind of atmosphere because mm-hmm. I feel like um, we're having success with what we're doing with it with billboards. We want to basically further that. That is amazing, Zeke Zelker. Thank you so much for coming on our yeah, show thank tonight. You so much for having me. Hopefully, I didn't overwhelm you, dude. <laughs> dude, you you overwhelmed me in an incredibly positive way, my friend. I am thank so you. excited to dive into Billboard. Uh, it's coming up uh, April fifth, and yeah. I'm just going to be all over it, man. Super excited. Thanks I so much. It. Yeah. Absolutely. And people can check out uh, what we're doing at billboardmovie.com as well so they can get a whole understanding of it. Perfect. Listeners, I appreciate you, Zeke. Thank you very much. If you want to learn, you're very welcome, sir. Uh, Listeners, you got to jump on this, man. You got to absolutely, Zeke, go to uh, his website, idreammachine.com to learn more about Zeke. Uh, And as Zeke said, billboardmovie, one word, dot com. Or follow him on Twitter at Z-E-K-E-Z-E-L-K-E-R and at billboardmovie, one word. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast. Remember, our show, Marketing Matters, we air live on Sirius XM Channel 132 every Wednesday uh, from 5 to 7 p.m., and we replay Saturdays at midnight, Sundays 8 to 10, and Mondays 2 to 4, uh, and Tuesdays uh, 6 to 8 a.m. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 